my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you once again. This week we're looking at New Year's resolutions. It's that time of the year again. And the big question for today, are New Year's resolutions really worth it? Uh, today our co-host is Eric Hoare. And Eric's the part-time pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal, a Seventh-day Adventist church. Uh, welcome to you, Eric. Thank you, Gary. Boy, this uh, I tell you, this has gone so fast this last Christmas. I cannot believe how the, it, it just took on hooves, didn't it? And, and it's paced... Uh, Pastors, you know, the silly season though is certainly in full swing. Well, before Christmas, you know, we were down at the Tea Tree Gully, and because of the restrictions of the COVID thing, you know, there were lineups of people right down the malls. Uh, yeah. I just gave up in some places because, you know, they were all out there getting last minute gifts before Christmas, and it yeah. was just hectic in there. I'm glad yeah. it's over, actually. Well, I really like this Secret Santa idea. Our our family this year for the uh, for the very first time actually said, "Hey, we're going to do." Secret Santa's certainly for all the adults, and you know that has made Christmas so much easier uh, and so much financially more affordable. I've been not say that too loud, though, had I? So, what Secret Santa? A oh, Secret Santa. That's where uh, we uh, all the, all the adults gather together. Um, some months before Christmas, we draw a um, a name out of that the hat. Now, everyone gets one present, gets an opportunity to buy a present for one other oh, person, nice. and everybody else um, simply so. Simply ignore everybody else. Uh, not quite ignore them. Give them a hug and a kiss. Well, not even that in the days of COVID. Don't even do that. Uh, but it's it's something that I've I've certainly come to uh, come to really appreciate. Mm, that's a good idea. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It really, it really is good. Uh, tell me something. Have you got any plans for New Year's Eve? Well, uh, often Erin and I uh, we go to the. Um the old theatre, and um, I'm just trying to think of the name of it in the city here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they often have one of those old, old movies like My Fair Lady or something. Boy, you are That's showing it. your age now. I think it's at the Majestic Theatre, the one with the big organ in the centre. I, okay. I just can't remember the name of it. Yeah, and that, yeah, I am showing my age. And what they do is they just have, um, you know, a little bit of um, cheese and bread, and we have soft drink there. And then somebody plays the organ, beautiful organ in there, uh, till it's time to start the picture there, uh, to start the movie. And then they show on the big screen there uh, one of the real old movies. And it's, it's really, and it takes us right through to, to New Year's and then yeah it's So you roll Jaffers down the aisle (laughs) Used to Used to Don't anymore (laughs) No they're too expensive these days to actually do that aren't they Uh, Tell me have you made any New Year's resolutions Uh Still thinking about that one. I, I usually do, and I will do again, and uh, maybe towards the end of the show I might share that. But uh, but Christmas was great, you know. We had a wonderful time. What, tell me, Gary, did you get something nice 
for Christmas this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, look, really, you know, my one present was uh, very, it was greatly, uh, greatly appreciated. Oh, that's actually. good. Erin and I, we kind of look around and we say, oh, well, you know, it's silly, I think, to buy something for somebody who, you know, they don't really um, appreciate it or whatever. And it's nice yeah. to have it. But I know it doesn't. What we normally do, yeah, we normally just buy something that each of us likes and then buy a little something that's a surprise. Yeah. So it is a bit of a surprise. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's mm. wonderful. Mm. Did you know, though, I've just, uh, I just picked up uh, something came across my desk uh, um, a day or two ago. Uh, they've actually established the very date that you'll fail your New Year's resolution. It's guaranteed that you'll fail your New Year's resolution by this date. Would you want to know what the date is? Yes, please. You would love to know what that date is. This is what the article actually actually said. Uh, before the first month of the year has even come to an end, most people have given up on their annual commitment to themselves. Research uh, conducted by Strava, the social network for athletes. Now, this is a, uh, a an app that I certainly was on for a, a number of uh, a number of years. Uh, where you can actually record uh, your uh, athletic achievements. Uh, and uh, they've discovered that uh, January 12, 12 days uh, into the new year, is the fateful day when most New Year's resolutions will have been broken by. After analysing more than 31.5 million online global activities last January, Strava was able to pinpoint the date when most people report failing their resolution. Sticking to resolutions is hard, and we all know that there's a lot of talk and pressure in January about getting fitter and being healthier, uh, said Gareth Mills from Strava. A key factor in success is motivation, and analysing millions of activity uploads, we've been able to pinpoint the day your motivation is most likely to waver, and that's 12 days uh, into the new... I'm actually surprised that most people are actually able to maintain their resolution when it concerns exercise for 12 whole days, because that's actually better than what I what certainly has been my experience with uh, with many of the... Uh, the friends that I have uh, I've spoken to, according to a study conducted by the University of uh, Scranton, uh, just eight uh, percent of people achieve their New Year's goals, while around eighty percent fail to keep their New Year's resolutions. Uh, says U.S. clinical psychologist Joseph Lucini, roughly fifty-five percent of New Year's resolutions were health-related, such as exercising more eating healthier, and getting out of financial debt. According to the science journal, the Personality and Social Psychology a Bulletin, unrealistic expectations is the, is the big driver in failed resolutions. But it's all not that grim, they say. There is hope. It's just about how you set up your resolutions. Now, you know, I, I'm really conscious, Eric, that so much of this can actually be quite discouraging. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that we, we look at and we simply say, hey, look, you know, is it worth even bother, bothering to start? I know for many years, uh, I was actually, um, uh, took a resolution and my resolution was, I will not take New Year's resolutions. <laughs> and it was actually one of those resolutions that I kept, uh, for many, many years. But it was actually only when I did actually transition 
position across and I was actually forced to take a New Year's resolution concerning my own health and that uh, suddenly, and I put some accountability in place, that there was suddenly a huge change actually took place. Mm. Uh, do you know, Eric, I, I think New Year's resolutions, I, I think there's so much here that we, we, we've got potential for a new start, and it's coming up very, very soon. You know, I think this is exciting. But look, before we go there, let's come to some uh, some music. And uh, I love this particular song. This is Caleb and Kelsey, uh, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. And if that uh, isn't a, uh, a song uh, for this week, uh, then I'm uncertain as to whether there would be a better one. Please enjoy Caleb and Kelsey, uh, Because He Lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow Because he lives, all fear is gone Because I know he holds a future And life is worth the just because he lives God sent his son They called him Jesus He came to love Heal and forgive He lived and died Because he lives 
is worth living just because he lives. That was Caleb and Kelsey, because he, because he lives. Uh, what, what hope there is in that song as we face this brand new year uh, that's just coming up. Uh, we've got a, a brand new book for you today as well. Uh, this book has been appreciated by so many people. Uh, the book that we're, we're offering you today is the book Live More Happy. You know, the start of a brand new year. Uh, what, what better message could you possibly have than a book that's entitled Live More Happy? Now, if you want to be able to set some wonderful uh, New Year's resolutions, if you want to be able uh, to uh, establish some principles of life at this time, then this book is a book that you really must get hold of. This is, this is a brand new book. It's, uh, it's totally free to you. If you want to request uh, the book Live More Happy, uh, this is a, this is a health and exercise, uh, self-help book and you, you will really enjoy, uh, this, this message. Just text to 0438. Zero double six six three five. That's O four three eight. Zero double six six three five. Just write live more happy uh, with your name and your address, and we'll get that book to you uh, by the by the next uh, available uh, method. Uh, so live more happy is the name of that book, and that number again is oh four three eight zero double six six three five. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare, and Eric's the part-time pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church. And this week we're looking at New Year's resolutions. Resolutions, and the big question for today is: <laughs> New Year's resolutions are they really worth it? I, I'm a person who who loves uh, looking in looking in bookstores. It never ceases to amaze me uh, how many self help books there are in the in the bookstores. You know, I'm one of those people who can actually sit and uh, and look in bookstores for a number of hours. I like, I'm happy to leave my wife go and do the Christmas shopping uh, while I sit in the uh, in the bookstore. And just read the literature that's there. I find that it, there is so much inspiring material. It's able to challenge uh, challenge our thinking. Uh, but you know, it's these self help books. In fact, uh, some time ago, I just started to buy a couple in the series of something something for dummies. You know, you can almost if you got any of these books, uh, Eric, the uh, yeah. the dummies books. Have you bought any of those? Yeah, I got one for computers. You've got for one computers. for computers. Yeah, I, I've got Max, you know, <laughs> dummies as well. And I'm amazed at how basic they start with you know this is how you turn the machine on you know push this button this button is located at you know and it's it's really meant for people at about at about my level but you know i'm so conscious eric that many of the the books that are in that particular category that particular genre are more uh, catering to to people's wishful thinking they're explaining things to individuals this individuals are saying i wish i could do and they're catering to wishful thinking. You know, Eric, I just wonder how much New Year's resolutions are sometimes set uh, with nothing more than, uh, I suppose, wishful thinking in in mind. Uh, you know, that to me is a huge challenge. You know, it actually brings me to this question for today: Are New Year's resolutions 
Are they really worth it? I mean, or are they just a wishful thinking that we set as a bit of a laugh uh, with our friends and we quickly move on to? What's your thinking? Well, my thinking, Gary, Pastor Gary, is that uh, I think they are worth setting because I think we all want to change something in our lives. And often it's something to do with health uh, as well as other things. And I know that there's no use sort of just thinking about it near the end of the year and thinking, well, you know, I'll give this a go. You've got to have planning in it and you've got to have some sort of goal. And I found in my ministry, uh, both as a literature evangelist, which is somebody who, who went to door and door selling Bibles mm-hmm. and books, mm-hmm. you know, you're, 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 you're your own boss, basically. Yep. God's directing yep. you. But you've got to, you haven't got to, you don't clock in at nine and finish at five. You know, yeah. you, you, I could take the whole day off if I wanted to. So you've got to be disciplined in what you're doing. And it's same as it comes with setting goals. I think a lot of people would like to do this and that and the other. And then they start off with great meaning for it. And then it just, as we've seen the statistics, fall away um, in fact um, <clears throat> I, I think that's that, what you've actually said there I think Eric is so important because uh, you know I, I'm conscious that I mean we've all been to I suppose New Year's uh, parties where you you know you sing old anxiety around midnight and uh, you know you might share what your, your your vision for the future actually is you know this year I'm going to lose all that weight all that excess weight you know yeah. the fact is you've just had four or five really good meals over Christmas time you've doubled your weight over Christmas anyway yeah. um, and so it's going to take your fair bit just it but what you're saying here is that there's actually some planning that's actually actually needed if you really want to have a fresh start and new year is a wonderful time for a fresh start it is you know you were saying at the beginning there that this you know what happens when somebody sets uh, a resolution for the new year and it kind of drops away uh, i looked up a, a survey on it what percentage of people make new year's resolutions and it said well 77 percent of people who committed to a new year's resolution stuck it for at least a week yeah. Research conducted by a university reveals that only 8% of those people who made New Year's resolutions will actually fulfill those goals, goals sorry, in a timely fashion. So only around about of, out of all those people, 8% actually go on with it through the year. I'm actually surprised, you know, Eric, that because certainly the, the survey that I saw was very similar results to what you've just, just quoted. I'm actually surprised that it is that high because I've got to admit of all my friends that have certainly set New Year's resolutions, I can't recall too many that have actually seen it through. And yet what we're saying is that one in ten are currently, well, close enough to one in ten, do actually see it through and do actually have some form of life change as a result of making this new start commitment. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <clears throat> and I think one of the things is like, as you know, I like running, you know, yeah, um, yeah. but it's taken me years to really get into a routine where I'm actually out there, you know, six days out of seven. And uh, I started faithfully. I've done this over many years. I thought, right, I, I need to lose weight. Uh, I like a bit of food, but I've got to balance it with output. So the running actually helped me to get that under control. But then after a while, I started to fall off that, and it was a bit cold outside, and I didn't feel like it. So what I did was I set up a routine where I do it first thing in the morning. And I think if you're going to set a goal uh, for exercise, the 
early the morning. Morning's the best. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you feel refreshed. You don't feel tired. And also your mind's fresh when you get up in the morning because when you've got the burdens of the day or whatever's going on, it does tire you out mentally. Yeah. yeah. So, and, so what I did was I set that up and, and then I, I started slowly. I did, and I found it a struggle. I ran a short distance and then I, I ran a bit longer and just over a period of time I stuck at it to it. I went running with my daughter-in-law, with Stefan, my son. Uh, now they don't do so much running, but I'm continuing on every day. And now I'm in a routine. So I set a goal of doing so many Ks and, and, and I kept a record of it. And that's the key. Uh, I've also put on a little bit of weight lately. And so I've actually got a chart at home where I uh, weigh myself each morning. I've got a chart where it shows which direction I'm going in. Yeah. Because some people say, don't do that. I've heard them say, if you're losing weight, don't look at the scales every day. You know, it might discourage you. But I find that if I do that, then I can actually see progress. And I know that, oh, if I'm, you know, going this way, well, I need to, if I'm going up, I need to therefore just control my eating a little bit more. But if I'm balancing it out right, the weight keeps going down and you can, and it encourages me. I think, well, look at that. I'm going down. But if you don't have that in place, so we don't have a plan to do your new Eric, thing. I really appreciate what you've actually just said because this idea of planning and actually making yourself accountable, I found certainly in my own life to be absolutely vital. In fact, you know, a number of years ago, I've, I've, I'm actually into a regular exercise program now. I, I do about uh, 30 to 35 kilometers a week of power walking mm-hmm. and uh, normally about an hour a day, four or five times a week. And I've been doing that for about the last uh, three or four years. But uh, there's a reason why I'm actually doing that uh, because up until about four years ago, I actually wasn't doing any exercise at all. And I remember going along to a to a particular minister's uh, conference and uh, I thought I was in pretty good shape. And one of my mates who I went to, to college uh, with uh, came up to me and uh, tapped me on the belly. I mean, only your mates who you went to college with can actually do this, uh, this sort of thing. They tapped me on the belly and said, oh, life's treating you well. Isn't it? Uh, and I sort of thought, you cow, you haven't changed a bit in all these thirty or forty years since uh, since college. But then at that same uh, at that same um, ministers' conference, they actually had a health assessment offered for all uh, all the pastors who were there. It was a survey they were actually doing. It involved a blood test, blood uh, uh, blood sugars, uh, um, blood pressure, the, all, all the usual types of uh, types of things. And I thought, well, I was you know in. I didn't think I was excessively overweight, and I went through, had my blood test, uh, had my uh, my blood pressure. Uh, I got to the where the the doctor was, and you know there had been three or four people I noticed who you know through the line who got called over for special attention uh, by the doctor, and I thought, oh, these guys are unfit; they need to sort themselves out. Then they called me over, wow, um, because my blood pressure. Uh, turn and I hadn't had my blood pressure checked for uh, many uh, a good moon, mm. and uh, my blood pressure was actually getting uh, getting up to a very high level, mm. and uh, uh, this was something that uh, uh, they spoke to me about and said, "Look, hey, you need to go and see your doctor when you get back." Mm. Um, well, <laughs> I got my the results of my uh, of my blood test. Uh, they were borderline as well, mm. and uh, I realised that I was actually grossly overweight. In fact, for the first time in my life, I had actually come to the point of being close to being obese, being technically classified as being obese. Yep. And you I think I think with a lot of people too, you know, it, they probably don't realise the ticking time bomb that's there. That is. Uh, with that, when, you, when you're not getting these things done. I know that um, 
the thing is, Pastor Gary, too, that when you started, you know, exercising because of that, might have been the blood pressure that was the problem, but also the benefits of actually exercise not only oh. lowers the blood pressure, but it makes you think clearer and it makes the oxygen go through your blood. So you actually feel better. Yeah. And the whole, I found that I was drowsy when I'm, I'm a bit overweight now. Yeah. I actually feel I'm a bit drowsy now uh, and I can feel it, you know. And what, what the problem I found, Gary, was that I would say to some of my friends and some of the people I study with, look, I've got to lose a bit of weight. Where from they say, you're looking all right. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I know yeah. that I'm overweight, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I accept totally what you're saying because mm. I was saying exactly the same thing because I'm a fairly tall fellow, as you as you know, which means that I could actually hide my excess weight yeah. on me and not a lot of people noticed it. But mm. it was really interesting when I actually started my exercise program. I actually dumped uh, over about a two- to three-month period, I dumped about uh, 15% of my body weight. Right. And the remarkable thing was that my blood pressure came down down by an equivalent amount almost overnight and uh, these days I go and get my blood pressure and there's nothing nothing unusual I haven't taken anything for it but uh, since then my blood pressure has constantly come in at being at a very acceptable level uh, for both uh, my age and my uh, and my weight no longer am I classified as obese yes I'm I've got a few extra pounds that I possibly could uh, could get rid of uh, but I'm I'm still well within the uh, the healthy range mm. that uh, uh, that is actually recommended for my for my height. Uh, do you know all of that occurred simply because of a new start with exercise? Mm. And you know, to me, I just look at this new year and I say, "Hey, look what an ideal time for a." new start for for this yeah. exercise program yeah, and it is a new ideal time because what they say is that in australia here the medication that is taken for diabetes and all these other things we are one of the most uh, highest countries in the world with the highest intake yeah. of pills and things yeah. you know yeah. rattling around so if we can do it naturally by by the things god's given us by exercise diet and all these other things a peace of mind these are the big things you know in fact the bible actually talked about that you know yeah, share about, with us, Eric. Yeah. Let's have a look at this. Yeah, it says here that um, I like to always look that uh, that a person is connected with Christ through the Spirit of God. You know, when we accept Jesus, the Spirit of God moves and dwells in our body. And the Spirit that dwells in the material vessel, that is our body, thus the body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so the body is the temple of God. 1 Corinthians six nineteen to 20 says that. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So mm-hmm. what it's saying here is that God now dwells in us. And something that came out of that is that as I thought about that, you know, we think sometimes as a church uh, like the building and we get so wrapped up with the color of the carpet and the building and the, and the church and all those. And we, we really want to look after that. But what he's actually talking about here is our own bodies. You know, we get upset with things that happen in there. But yet we can destroy our own bodies. I, I love what you've actually read there because that passage that says, you are not your own, you are bought with a price. You know, I'm so conscious that we live in a world today where so many people, I've heard them, I've heard them say, my body, my life. Mm. In other words, I am the one 
that controls my body. Mm. I own my body. And, I mean, I've actually seen uh, demonstrations where, where people have had uh, signs up, my body, my choice. Mm. Well, actually, once a person becomes a Christian, what the Scriptures say is you were bought with a price. You are not your own. You see, uh, Eric, to me the very beautiful thing is that when a person accepts Jesus Christ, they are no longer, their body actually belongs to Jesus Christ. Mm. And, you know, as a result, when, when Jesus Christ is, uh, uh, possesses a person's body, the, the, the mind functions in a different way. And, you know, I want to come to this in just a, just a few moments. I don't want to jump ahead of ourselves, but, you know, to me, I suggest that there's actually a power that becomes available to individuals at that time that really is, uh, enables the transformation of the individual. I totally agree, Pastor Gary. I know that when I used to smoke, for instance, and wanted to stop smoking <clears throat> and drinking as well, um, that my mates, you know, uh, they were trying to get me to smoke. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you want to give up something, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's true, actually. You let your mates know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, I know. And I know that one of uh, the ladies that I study with um, – because she's in a family group that are all alcoholics, that if she stops smoking, their lifeline to the money that buys their drink as well is gone. So they don't want her to stop. Yeah. So and I, and she tried. She 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 gave up for about a year, yeah. and she's done that a few times. But every time, her family are the only thing she has out in the world, mm. and so it drags her down. So by doing that, what that means then is that it's very difficult um, to stand alone without another power, without God's help. Mm. And I was I was working with you know, uh, twenty people who were using the Lord's name in vain, and would you'd go down to the pub and would gamble. And when Christ came into my life, he gave me the power to stop straight away using the Lord's name in vain, which they all noticed, Mm. something different. Mm. And then I stopped drinking, and I'd go down to the pub with them and have a few lemonades, and then they'd have a few drinks and start to make fun of you, you know, because I wasn't drinking. But now all that's changed where things are more acceptable a bit now. But, yeah, you're right. There is a power there that uh, you can't do it basically by yourself, but you've got to be part of it. God can't work through you if you're really serious about. I've heard people say, "Well, I'm going to give up smoking," but then, will you go to this course? No, I don't want to go. They don't want to be part of it. You know, they've they've got to be willing to go with God on this. Did journey. you have to when you were smoking, Eric, and you gave up smoking? Did you have to? go to a course did you do have to do anything other than take the decision to stop smoking or were you i mean were you one of those strong-willed people who was able to just simply stop uh, or did you have to seek some assistance i was one that that um i could do it without going to a course yeah okay uh, but i made the commitment to to really give it up because um uh, and back then, going back all those years, smoking wasn't highlighted as much as it is today as the yeah. greatest dangers today, you know. Basically, we did it back then for social reasons. And in fact, if you talk people to, uh, today, when they go to a party and you don't have drink there, they can't, they don't feel like they want to be there because it makes them relax and therefore you've got to have the alcohol there yeah. before they can actually feel like that they can relate to other people, which mm. is a shame mm. because then you're using a drug to change you. Yeah. But what God wants to do, he wants to change us so that we can stand against these things. And that, that's what it means about being the temple of God, that we no longer have the desire 
to be. I, I don't know about you, Pastor Gary, but I've actually been to uh, my sister's not a Christian, and I've been to some of her birthdays and things where they have all the booze there and people have fights and they get drunk. I just don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Yeah. And there's a difference. There's a uh, it, it changes your life. Christ changes you so that these are the old desires, and you don't just don't want to be in those. So, in places. other words, through Christ, there is actually a power that enables a person to change because I am so conscious that so many of the, the New Year's resolutions that are coming up, uh, people will certainly just simply say, hey, you know, this is this is my objective. Mm-hmm. But there is no more power. They've got a bit of willpower there. But the very moment that, you know, their friends offer them the the, the drink or the, um, you know, things, are, you know, the exercise becomes, a, becomes an issue, there's no uh, – are we saying there's actually an outside power – that can actually assist change in life. Definitely, and and I've been to Alcohol Anonymous. I went with a friend, who, the same lady I was telling you about, um, who who's part of a uh, family that's all. She's an alcoholic, and all her family is. Yeah. So I went with her for a, a couple of meetings, and uh, it's interesting because it was Christian based. Actually, AA is actually a very good example here. Just mm. share that with us, Sarah. Yeah, it was Christian based, where they talked about um, uh, sharing. They shared scriptures there, and they talked about a program they had there where you know you buddy up with somebody and and all the other things, but they brought in Christianity, and uh, all the time it was talking about how. God can help you in your life. It made them feel self-worth, yeah. if you like, yeah. uh, that the world can't give you. And and trying to get her to stand alone uh, through this. And I found it really a blessing to be there, actually. And uh, I'd actually like to go and attend the whole thing so I know when somebody's going through it what it's like. Yeah. So there is that power there, and, and organizations are actually using it. Um, but it also says, uh, Pastor Gary, so it says here in 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all in the glory of God. So that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a challenge for the Christmas period. Whatever you <laughs> eat or drink, and do all for the glory. I mean, what does that actually mean? Well, I think it means that whatever, whatever can um, change your mind, your thoughts, which alcohol does, whatever can destroy your body, um, you know, try and refrain from it. And my weakness, I've got to tell you, Pastor Gary, is chocolate. I'm a... I'm real bad. You ask my wife, you know, yeah. the Tim Tams, yeah. if the packet's there, she'll go and get one, it's gone. Uh, and that's my weakness. It's something that I've always um, fought against, and, and but I know that um, it, it can be overcome. And uh, uh, and these are the things that I think that it's talking about, about um, doing things that will help you in your life and extend your life. We live now the longest in human history through all the medical science, mm. right through now the longest in its yeah. history. Yeah. But more people, a lot of people are suffering with all these things like diabetes. Lifestyle, and, uh, diseases. lifestyle, lifestyle diseases. Lifestyle diseases. That's right. And, it's, and, and if you look around the world, uh, Australia, New Zealand, the Western countries have a lot of that because of the food we eat here. Um, the junk food is cheaper uh, then a healthy food is far more expensive. Yeah. So the good stuff's actually dearer for you. Yeah. And so this has a bearing on, on your life. And uh, I know that when I went to, was learning Stop Smokes, is every cig- cigarette that you give up adds about three minutes to your life. Even if you smoked mm. a long time, <laughs> if you stop, 
yeah. it will happen. So it's, it's, it's having that desire and having a power that God can help us through these things, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's it's real, real advice. Oh, look, guys, this is actually, this actually comes back to the book that we're actually offering today. Uh, we're offering uh, to, to our listeners the book, Live More Happy. This is a real beaut book uh, for the beginning uh, of a new, uh, of a new year. And look, if, if you'd like the book, uh, Live More Happy, uh, then just, uh, just text Live More Happy with your name and your address, uh, to 0438. Zero double six six three five. That's o four three eight. Zero double six six three five. I believe you'll be richly blessed uh, by this uh, by this wonderful uh, little little book. We'll deliver it to you uh, by the first available method if uh, uh, if you request that book. But look, let's have a have a little bit of a break. Let's come to some uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, Michael Card. Uh, this is the song uh, El Shaddai. Frailty of your son 
song to uh, to see out uh, see out the year uh, our free book for you today is the book live more happy this is a this is a fantastic uh, little book if you're looking at uh, setting some new year's resolutions and you really want to look at some uh, really top uh, top notch resolutions this is the book to grab hold of uh, live more happy if you'd like live more happy uh, just text live more happy to 0438 066635 uh, just add Add your your name and your address, and we'll get that to you by the best uh, available available method. And that's oh four three eight zero double six six three five. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare, and Eric's the part-time pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church. And this week we're looking at New Year's resolutions, and the big question for today. New Year's resolutions, really uh, worth it. You know, Eric, I really did appreciate uh, what you were saying earlier in the program about the importance of record keeping. Uh, you know, for me, um, setting when I was grossly overweight and because of my health, my, my doctors were certainly very clear with me that I had to uh, lose the weight and I put an exercise program in place. Uh, the thing that really... Uh, in, really made me accountable is where in my diary every single day I uh, I actually uh, write the time. I actually walk I power walk seven and a half kilometres each each day. I do that in between 55 and 57 minutes every every day. So it's a fast trot that I'm uh, that I move and but I'm only walking um, but it's a power walk. And you know Eric I write the time down uh, you, I also do this on the app as well I've also got an app that uh, allows me to uh, to track the uh, track the time and uh, the, the thing that I've I've come to really appreciate is that I've actually kept a record of it now for over the past three years and I can actually look back now and know whether I walked where I walked 
every day for the last three years. I can I know what my averages are, and you know, knowing your averages mm. means that that starts to put a little bit of pressure on you because you know you don't want an average that you've worked on for more than three years to suddenly start to start to back off. And I, I know this year that I'm going to come in very close to uh, four year four four times a week um, on average of of doing my doing my walk. It's going to be just a, a couple of points under under four and you know I know I've looked at my my graph and you know I've seen that in winter that has dropped way down to only two times a week uh, when it's cold and wet and rainy and miserable out there mm-hmm. and so uh, what, what I've come to recognize is that hey uh, my work area for next year is actually in winter and I've set myself I already set myself a goal that I, I want to continue my uh, my exercise program I want to continue it through the winter months because I know that that's the area that I'm actually very, very weak. Uh, but you know, having this record keeping that you pointed out before, I think is absolute, is absolutely key. It's so vital. It certainly gave me, it, it made me accountable to me. And you know, that's something that I really did need and you can do it on your app as well i mean i've used strava i've got another one that i use at the uh, at the present time and that's also very good but i actually like to do it in my diary as well i have a handwritten diary and uh, so i actually keep it in there as well i, I like that so you know you're right you, you have a goal but you have a system to get to that goal yeah you know i find that when i run i have a fitbit watch and when i get home i plug it into the computer and it uploads it into my app for me and so i can see uh, the Ks, going right back from when I've started, I've done over 600 Ks now just running, but yeah. I, I do a little bit each week. Yes. And I never knew that that's how much I'd run. But you look back and it just keeps that tab tab and shows you what you're doing, you know. Um, so, you know, you're right. And these things are available. There's actually a um, to weigh yourself a weighing machine that, you know, uh, you, you stand on it and you have your, an app on a phone. And then actually when you stand on it, it puts your weight, all the results onto your, this app on, the, on your watch, uh, on your phone, sorry, puts it onto the phone. And it keeps a track for you of your weight and how much your, your body mass is, some of them even, and how much, you know, weight. Because... You may not look like it on the outside uh, to be too plump, but there's a lot of fat around the heart. Yeah, it actually yeah, does yeah. all that, you know. And so I think that that's so important. But, you know, another part of this health issue and setting goals too, Pastor Gary, is a couple of texts here, which is so important. Yeah. Uh, Luke twenty one thirty four says, "Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with with um, partying, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life." And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. And Matthew five twenty three twenty four says, Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother and sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar, mm-hmm. go first and be reconciliated to them, and come and offer your, offer your gift. And I think, you know, some of what's happening, I meet people today who are burdened down with the cares of this world, but they don't talk to family even. or to. Or, I think this is a good res- resolution to have for next year, is if maybe there's a sister that you don't talk to or haven't talked to for a long time, time is too short. These things can affect our health and weigh us 
us down here at Stalinus yeah. and shorten our life. What excellent resolutions to actually have. I mean, mm. so often resolutions are actually just restricted to, okay, we're going to make this a, a physical thing. You know, we're going to improve our health. That's, that's important and that's, and that's good. It's vital that we do that. But you know, what you're pushing here is something that's even, uh, even greater in many respects because I am conscious that, you know, even at, at the Christmas table, you know, sometimes that there are, you know, families come together, but there's almost unspoken war uh, mm. between the family. Often a family won't actually get together at Christmas because of the war that's between individuals. And, you know, what a better resolution uh, to actually say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to work at being reunited. And this can be really hard yakka. Yep. But, but it does affect your health because when you're going through these things and having, having negative thoughts about, about somebody, you know, uh, you need to have a smile. In fact, Pastor Gary, I've got seven, I've got seven ups here that I'd like. Yeah, 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 please do. Uh, the first one is wake up, begin the day with the Lord and his day rejoice in it. So get up praising God. That's, that's a good one. resolution, isn't it? Yep. Dress up. So these are all ups. Put on a smile. It improves your looks. <laughs> uh, it says something about your whole attitude. Another one is shut up. Watch your tongue. Don't gossip. Say nice things. Learn to listen. Stand up. And that one's really important, actually, Eric. You know, that one I really, I, I, I'm conscious that what you're saying there, because I'm conscious that so much that's on the internet these days mm. is actually incredibly negative. You know, I mean, you take it, you know, um, a gossip book. Um, not, um, sorry, um, what's the name of it? Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Um, you know, um, sorry, I shouldn't say that, should I? That's not very, that's not very nice. Uh, to a bad, bad fellow, Gary. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of that on <laughs> But, you know, this, it's a, can become so negative yeah. um, and yet you know to be purveyors of positive things can be such a rewarding thing yeah and I think what it's saying here is you know be nice learn to listen means you know face to face I think yeah. that's what because things yeah. get misunderstood yeah. Yeah. On, on Facebook stand up take a stand for what you believe resist evil do good look up open your eyes to the Lord after all he is your only saviour reach up spend time in prayer with your adorations, confessions, thanksgiving and supplications to the Lord and lift up. Be available to those who are in need, serving, supporting and sharing. Mm. I think that if we had that, in fact, the Bible talks about that in health when it talks about helping other people. It says it makes us more healthy in Isaiah 58, 68, it says, um, loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood then your light will break forth like a dawn and your healing will quickly appear then your righteousness will go before you and the lord and the glory of the lord will be your rear guard so this says here that by helping other people too is actually a healing in our bodies yeah you know, yeah. this is all holistic, isn't it? And the last one is Proverbs four twenty to 22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's own body. Mm. So this is all part of um, traveling through this world. And I believe that setting uh, goals for next year, resolutions and planning for up puts us in good stead so the Lord can work through people to keep these resolutions. I've set many of them before and failed, and I suddenly realized there was no planning it. I just came to mind, and this is what I want to do. Yeah. But you've got to put them, and not not at the last minute, but start to think about it. In now. other words, now is actually the time.
time to be thinking about what the resolution is actually going to be because you know we're still a couple of days out from uh, from from New Year's and with with those few days to actually sit down and to think and can I st- challenge people even maybe to pray you know to me I, I think there's actually a, a, a very important place here for prayer because to just simply say to God Lord over this next 12 months it's a new start for me I want to have a new start what what would you like me to put in place you know and to me the thing that really jumps out at me is the way the Holy Spirit actually comes and impacts a person's mind he changes a person's mind but he he challenges people and it, thoughts will actually come into your mind and and, you know, you start to become convicted that, hey, uh, maybe I should do something about, uh, you know, uh, resolving the conflict that's currently in place between my my brother, my sister, my friend down the road, maybe my mum or my dad, you know. And that is a New Year's resolution that I suggest some people, certainly from my experience in ministry, some people maybe should consider. Um, then, of course, uh, you know, you've got issues of uh, finance. Hmm. Do I... Do I need to get my finances in order? You know, Eric, do you think the New Year's a good time to be able to say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to get finance in order? Definitely. I I think we need to keep reviewing finances and things are going to get tighter and tougher. Uh, And you've got to, you know, some people don't budget. They don't know where their money's going or what's happening to it. So I think it's a good time to stop and to do that for sure. Um, And we do that. I'm on a a bit of a pension now and I still work a couple of days, but you've got to to plan. And, And that's once again, having a goal and a system. You asked me at the beginning what my resolutions were. Yes, yes, yes. Please, please share with us. Okay. Uh, this is probably a common one, but time with God, and uh, I need more time with God. And so what I've written down is first thing in the morning, put that time aside. And that, so this is going to be my system. Before my run, I'm going to spend a little bit of time. I've got to spend some time with God first before I go for my run. And, you know, Eric, that's a really important one. In fact, you know, it, it was a number of years ago I put the same resolution in place. But to hold myself accountable, I actually recorded in my diary. And if you open up any of my diaries, you actually see two things recorded. One is at the top, it concerns time with devotions with God hmm. and the other one is physical exercise the two of them hmm. and in fact if you look at today uh, you actually see them uh, actually recorded them uh, you know and to me uh, that is actually so important yeah keep going so um but I think you know to have that time period and say okay yeah. morning's best yes so I've got a plan to put that into place. I'll tell you how it goes next year, the following year. <laughs> uh, so the, I've got uh, I've got two, four, six here. The next one is more prayer time. So I plan to put that into that time as well. Time with family, but to tell them that I love them more. Yeah. You know, we're talking about um, this um, distancing that happens. It's usually through a lack of communication and wrong ideas are put out. But we tell them we love our family more, not just our close family, but our sisters and brothers and things. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't say it enough. One we're of the challenges we've actually got at the moment is that social distancing uh, is almost being practiced within families as well. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, we need to break that one down. Yeah. And my exercise, I've got to keep that in there. So I've yeah. got routine time. Yeah. Start slowly at first. If you haven't run for a, I'll do that. Diet changes. I need to, I've told you my weaknesses. So that's one of my goals and I'll work out a plan for that and be more involved in ministry. Sharing is caring because I found that when I've given out to people, uh, whether helping them with food or whatever, it actually builds me up and it makes me more happier. 
yeah. giving than receiving. Yeah. So those are my goals. Uh, have you got one big one, Gary? Well, actually, I'm. Uh, I, I just want to really just continue with some of the goals that I did actually set a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and uh, and certainly the um, uh, the exercise one. I need to uh, clarify that uh, so that I um, am able to to maintain that particular uh, resolution right through the winter months because that for me. It's the weak area, mm. and uh, I, I I'm so conscious of the need to actually to actually do that. But I think it's an excellent time to actually be able to start mm. uh, a you know a, a new life. And you know, it's amazing to me, Eric, the way that Scripture just continually offers this thing of a new life, mm. a new start. And at the end, there you know when it says, and it mentions it many times in the Bible, but Acts 20 to 24 says, um, <clears throat> but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received to the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So it's talking about a race here, being in a race, yeah. and you've got to be fit to run that race. Yeah. You've got to have your mind clear, and you've got to have the joy. It's talking about with joy, which is sharing the gospel. Yeah. This is all part of it, you know. That's powerful. Yep. And That's the last thing I say is, is Philippians 4.13, with whatever people decide to set out as a resolution next year, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Ah, uh, that's a, what a, what a promise. That's a promise of Scripture, and what a promise to actually finish on. Eric, let's have prayer together. Sure. Father in heaven, Lord, I come to you right now. Lord, I just want to pray. We want to say thank you uh, for the way that you lead and guide in our lives. Lord, it's a brand new year. It's coming up just in a a, a day or two's time. Uh, Lord, where. We're facing this new year. Many of us will be setting resolutions. Lord, I just pray that you might impact our minds, uh, that indeed our resolution in whatever area uh, we choose to set a resolution will in fact be carried through, that indeed we'll see an incredible life change. Uh, Lord, I just pray for those who maybe who have never accepted you. Lord, now is a wonderful time for them to accept you. Uh, Lord, I just pray that if there's a person, uh, I pray that your spirit might touch them uh, and might convict them that this is a decision that they also uh, would can take at this particular time. Lord, thank you for offering us a new life, a new way of living, a new mind and a new heart. Lord, I pray that you'd bless uh, each of our listeners as this new year draws nigh. These things we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thanks so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor David Butcher joins us and we look at maintaining those New Year's resolutions once again. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you isn't like the peace that the world gives you. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you.